Thank you, Pastor Milk. Thank you, guys. Take your seats. Fantastic. Yeah, Kerry gives her apologies. She really wanted to be here. But uh, we've got some new youth leaders that are heading up our youth ministry. And they've been inducted this morning, praying for them. So we felt one of us should be really there for that. So she's over there laying hands on new youth leaders. It's awesome stuff. Who loves young people? Where are all the young people? Come on, give me a shout. Yeah, come on, they're alive. Yeah, over here, come on. That's it, you know it. Let's pray, hey. Let's get ready for a word. We believe God. I know my heart, God wants to speak to us. It's just coming through the worship and everything. I just open your heart, get ready for it. Father, we come around your word this morning and, and Lord, we know that it's not just about hearing words. It's about the Holy Spirit that is at work in this place right now. So, Lord, we open our heart to you. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way in every one of us. Speak to us. Minister to us. Bring it to us, us to a place of, of breakthrough, a place of revelation, a place of, Lord, your peace and your strength and your anointing in our lives. Lord, do whatever it takes. Let ideas and things flow in our hearts as we come around your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. That's awesome. I'll get you up at the end. That'd be great. How many of you have been hearing lately about how we live in crazy times? Who thinks we live in crazy times? I hear it all the time. I was, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching the news and I'm sitting there in the first 10 minutes of the news, I get, we get, um, you know, there's pandemics. We, we know about all that. <laughs> there's, there's war. We know about that. There's floods. North Korea, you know, there's, and then there's tornadoes in America ripping up houses. And um, there's an earthquake here in Adelaide. Who, who remembers that day? I felt that one as well. You know, all this is going on. I'm thinking, how much more can happen? And then the next news point article is, there's mosquitoes that are killing people. Oh, like, this is ridiculous. And this is all happening in one week. We live in crazy times. Crazy things are going on. But you know, when you think of Jesus, when you think of when Jesus came to earth, when he was alive on earth, the, the people of the day probably thought it was crazy times. Good crazy like crazy. What is going on here? What's happening? People are being healed. People being delivered. People, thousands being fed with only a small portion. Things are going on. Uh, you know, there's, it was just crazy things happening. Why? Water being turned into wine. All this stuff going on. You know, I think about the blind man in, you know, the blind man in um, John chapter 9. Let me demonstrate how crazy it would have been. Felix, come here. I've got a live demonstration. Get ready. Come here, sir. John chapter 9. So this, this blind man, stand right there. Close your eyes. Don't open them. Don't open Okay, good. He's blind. And this blind man was blind from birth, and he comes, they bring him before Jesus. This is how crazy things would have seemed to people at the time. And here's this blind man. He's brought to Jesus, and you're, the, you're his disciples in the crowd that are watching. You're watching this go on. So we're living out, role-playing, a real Bible incident that happened in the Word of God. And this blind man... And next minute, Jesus is standing there, and in John chapter 9, verse 6, he goes like this. Into the dirt. Just like you, you're laughing. You imagine how crazy that would have seemed to him. Imagine what he's thinking. This guy has just spat in the dirt. And the, probably the people are talking, what is he doing with that saliva? The Bible says he gets the saliva, he bends over and makes mud. Can you imagine what he'd be thinking right now? People probably be talking, oh, he's making mud with his saliva. And next minute, 
the blind man feels in his eyes. Push. Can you imagine this poor man? And then he doesn't even get healed. Jesus says, okay, go away and go and wash in the pool and then you'll be healed. So they're leading him away with mud in his eyes. How crazy is that? Thank you, sir. Give this blind man. He's healed in Jesus' name. How crazy is those type of times when we see those type of things? Things happen. But even people did crazy things when Jesus was around. People did it. You'd think in those days, who would have ever imagined a little short tax collector climbing up a tree to see Jesus and then has such an impact from Jesus in his life, gives half of his belongings away, half of his wealth. That was not normal for a tax collector in those days. Things happen, crazy things. What about the, the woman with the, the, the issue of blood that was, you know, for 12 years could not be healed? And she does this crazy thing by pushing through the crowd. In those, in those days, that custom that she did that, she could be punished publicly. But she put everything on the line to do something crazy, and that was to reach through, push through the crowd just to touch the hem of, his, hem of the garment of Jesus because she believed she could be healed. Crazy stuff. In the context of that culture in that time, that was a crazy move. She took the risk and God healed her, amen? What about this one? Is, and we're gonna look at this today. We're gonna settle on this and have a look at this, uh, break it down with some points coming out of it. But first we'll look at Luke chapter 5, 17 to 25. Luke chapter 5, 17 to 25. One day Jesus was teaching and the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were sitting there. They'd come from the village of Galilee, from Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. And when they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof, lowered him on his mat, threw the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Immediately stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. What an incredible, crazy situation and a miracle that God did in this moment. You know, I believe that God uses crazy God uses crazy people, <laughs> crazy people that are prepared to do crazy things for God. In 1 Corinthians 1.27, it says, but God chose the foolish things, the crazy things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. What we think is crazy sometimes could be a God thing, amen? Could be God moving, God working. And I wanna take this um, this story, this incident that happened with Jesus, I want to take it today and, and pull it apart. This really did happen. This man was paralyzed. He was lowered through the roof. I want to look at this and give you three things that I believe that we can take and be encouraged to step out to do crazy exploits for God. I want to stir your faith today to believe God that you can do the crazy, that God can work in your life to create a moment of craziness that what might seem craziness can be God moving in your life, amen? 
We want God to touch our lives and minister through us, especially as we come up to Easter. What a prime time to get a little bit radical, a little bit crazy for Jesus and um, be believing God for some incredible things. First one we take from this uh, incident here in Luke chapter five is firstly, it takes one. It takes one. We don't read in the scripture um, you know, we don't read how many were actually carrying this man. It says men carrying this paralyzed man on a bed or some versions say bed, some say a mat and they're carrying. I would assume it was kind of a mat because it says there when he was healed, he picked it up and walked with it. He, he carried it himself. It doesn't say whether it was two or four men. I would assume, you know, probably four men, one on each corner, carrying this paralyzed man to this crowd. It only took one, but it doesn't even go on to say then who come up with the idea. Was it the paralyzed man lying there and said, hey guys, stop, can you all stop? I know where you're going. Can you take me to this house? Because they're, they're, Jesus is there and I, he can heal me. Maybe it was a paralyzed man's idea. Or maybe it was one of the men carrying the mat. It only took one of them to have this idea. To go, come on. This guy can be healed. Let's, I've got this crazy idea. Why don't we take this man down to Jesus because I believe a miracle could happen. It only takes one. And then we conclude that that one, whoever decided that, whether it be the paralyzed man or one of the men carrying the mat, we can, we can also you know, determine that that man had a whatever it takes attitude. Because when they got to the house, it says they tried to get through the crowd, but they couldn't get through. Because there was so many people crowded into this house. So many. And what happened is they said, well, come on, let's not give up. Sometimes it happens, doesn't it? We believe God. We have this crazy idea. We step out. We go forward do something. We make a step towards it. Oh, it's not working out the way we thought. And therefore, we give up. They got to the house. Oh, sorry, we'll just leave you here in the crowd because we can't get in. We'll just leave you. Hopefully, they'll come out and see you. No, what did they do? Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, come on. And this guy, whoever had that crazy idea, had another crazy idea. Why don't we get up on the roof? Why don't we get up on the roof? And why don't we lower him down through the roof? Whatever it takes. To see crazy things happen, then result in miracles. It just takes one person, one idea. I'm blown away sometimes at how God moves when we just have one idea that we move on, that we pursue, that we open up. Sometimes we think in the natural, it's, it's not, it's, it couldn't be God. But when we step out and begin to pursue it, God, you see the hand of God move, amen? We read in um, Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Sometimes we've got to just trust in the Lord. The ideas that God gives us, the things that God shows us. Sometimes we go, is that God or is it not? But we need to trust on the Lord and lean not on our own understanding, but trust Him. What you think might be a crazy idea could be the one idea that results in a miracle. The birthing of a ministry that reaches many. You know, with Easter coming up next Sunday, you might get this crazy idea to bring a neighbor. There's a crazy idea. Idea, I'm gonna invite a neighbor. I'm gonna invite a friend. I'm gonna invite an unsaved family member. It could be a crazy idea that you get, but I'm telling you, it could result in a miracle of salvation. It could result in someone being touched powerfully by God. And we're gonna pray at the end of this message. I really feel strongly God is gonna show you. Holy Spirit is gonna show people today. I want you to bring that person. I want you to reach out. Now, what they decide is your, their choice 
but I just want you to be obedient to God. You never know what could happen. They didn't know what could happen. They're going to lower this guy through the roof, put him there, and what happened was a miracle. You never know once you get a crazy idea and you step out what God can do to touch people's lives. You know, Christmas and Easter are the most attended church services in the year throughout the whole world in church life, particularly in the developed world where the churches are the most attended two services of the year, Christmas and New Year. This is a prime time to have a crazy idea to invite a friend, to invite a neighbour, to invite a work colleague, to bring someone. And I don't like using the word invite. I prefer to bring. Let's bring them. You know, when Jesus talked about the parable of the, ba- the wedding banquet, he said, go and bring the in- put the invitations out. And they put the invitation. What happened? I'm too busy. I'm this, I'm that. Everyone had excuses. So what did he say to his servants? Go out into the highways and the byways and gather them, bring them. Don't just invite them anymore. Go and bring them in. Let's fill this banquet up. Wouldn't it be great next week? This place is full because you went out. We went out and bought people. This is it invite them. We bought them. What can I do? Can I organize an Uber? <laughs> can I pay for that? I'll get that. I'll make it happen. I'll, I'll book a mini bus. We'll pick the whole family up. Why not? Crazy ideas sometimes come off. You can touch many, many lives. So I want you to be praying and believe in God. The Bible says that we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, that he's prepared in advance for us to do. Well, those good works often start off with one thought, one idea, one sometimes crazy ideas. But let's never forget his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I remember one time I was in, uh, when I was in Queensland, I was in a church there and I was pastoring and um, the youth pastor. And I remember I was uh, just coming back from a meeting. Uh, I was at the time working with Youth Alive. I was on staff there helping put on the big events for Youth Alive. And I remember coming back from that meeting and then I'm in the car and all of a sudden this thought came, this crazy idea to ring this guy I'd only ever met twice that wasn't even going to church. He was just someone that was part of a work for the Dole program that we were running. It was just an individual placement. And I'd only met him twice on site and I just had this crazy idea to ring him. I felt like I had to ring him. And I, I'm thinking, is this God or is this just me? And, you know, I'm thinking about, I don't know. It just came out of the blue and I couldn't shake it. So I, got the, I rang the office, I got his number and I called him. And when I called him, he goes, why are you calling me? I said, I, I'll be honest, I just had this crazy idea that I had to call you. I just felt I needed to call you. And I called him and he goes, you know what? Today I was ready to take my life. I just had enough and I was just overwhelmed and, and I just said, you know, now that I'm doing this work for the Dole program at the church, I'm thinking, well, I'll give you a go, God. You know, if you're really there, you'll, reject, you'll help me. And, and all of a sudden the phone rings that day and I'm saying, hey, God loves you. God loves you. You know, you don't know sometimes those crazy ideas, those crazy thoughts that you get, what they could eventuate into. Amen. Crazy things, but God can come through and do amazing miracles. Here's number two. The second thing I see from Luke 5 that will encourage us to step out and do crazy exploits for God is, secondly, is it takes effort. It takes effort. It was one thing to have the idea to carry this paralyzed man and place him in front of Jesus. Then having them to get up on the roof and and make a hole in the roof to get, you know, it, 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 it wasn't an idea. You need to put effort into that. You've got to make that happen. You've got to put overalls on that. You've got to get busy doing that. That's a lot of work. 
That was a bit of work for you. There was some effort there. God ideas, no matter how crazy they may seem, will never happen if we don't put action to them. You know what I'm talking about? It takes effort. Yes, next week you're going to invite someone. That's not a lot of effort. At least it's some. But then organising to bring them. You know, for many, I, when I was a youth pastor, um, not that long ago, just only a few years ago. Were you laughing, Pastor Mick? No. When I was a youth pastor, I remember I learned straight away, one of our, one of my leader always taught us, you know, we do whatever it takes to get the young people to youth. And I had just, I had my license for about two years. I think I was 19. And I had my driver's license and I had a car and I used to pack them. These were the days that you could get away with, you know, 20 people in a sedan. Not that many. But you know what I'm saying. You could pack it out. So, well, actually, it probably was, seems like a long time ago now. <laughs> no, it wasn't that long ago. But I remember just packing these kids in, and I'd do several trips out into different areas in my own car. I never thought twice about the fuel or the cost. I just made the effort to get the young people to youth because I believe God wanted to reach them. And so I do whatever it takes. That's what we learn. You do whatever it takes. And I do. And I remember just serving God. And I was just a young Christian myself. And I remember um, I went to this BP servo to do it. And God was teaching me stuff about, you know, when you put him first and you serve him and you pursue those crazy ideas that God wants to do something through your life, that you make the effort, God rewards it. God always looks after his own, those who serve the house. He will always look after him. And I remember pulling up to this BP service station and I got in there and I filled up my car once again, full of young people there. Hey, we're going to you. Filling it up. I walked in and it was, I didn't even know this was happening. There was a competition going on at this BP. And if you were the certain number of, you know, person to fill up on that day, you won a, um, a free $100 worth of fuel. I walked in. I said, I'm just paying. Yeah. And, goes, and it come up, ding. Guess what, sir? You've just won $100 worth of free fuel. Back then, that was a lot of fuel. Today, it's only probably one fill-up. Um, probably even less, <laughs> half a tank. But you know what I'm saying? It was just a God thing, and I felt like God just say, hey, I, you make the effort, I will, you sow, you will reap. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever it takes. God ideas take a lot of effort. You know, doing good works that God has planned for you in advance, I, I've discovered over many, many years of ministry that it's um, God's plans are 10% inspiration and 90% perspiration. You know what I'm talking about? Oh God, I've got this great idea. Well, great, now go and make it happen. That's a bit of work. And that's why, you know, if it was that easy, everyone would do it. But it's a hard work. It's hard work. Even if we miss it and discover that our crazy idea was not a God idea, but just a having a go will teach us so many things as we step out and just have a go. I've discovered I've missed some things. I've stepped out, had a go, put effort in and didn't see much result in it. But I learned a lot of lessons along the way. A lot more than I did if I would have just had nothing. You know what I'm saying? Zechariah 4.10 says this, Don't despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work Begin, effort, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Also in the first part of Luke 16, 10, it says this, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. Sometimes it's that little effort, that little thing that you'd be faithful to that crazy idea that God's given you, or that thing that's stirring in your heart. It can be that tiny little bit of effort to bring someone to Easter or something like that, that can change a life, that can do a miracle, that can set off a series of events that can minister to many, many people. You don't know what that could be. 
Miracles can happen when we take that idea and we step out and be faithful with it, even if it is small, even if it seems crazy, if it's a small, just that small effort, being faithful with that, God can change a life. Miracles of salvation, breakthrough, healing can happen. An idea that you feel or think that might be from God, you give it to God, make the effort to pursue it. Make the effort. If you have something that stirs in your heart, even today, we're going to pray at the end of this. If you have something that God stirs in your heart, make the effort to talk to someone. Make the effort to find a pastor, a leader, and say, hey, I feel like God has put this in my heart. God has put this in my life to do. And let me tell you, it's not restrictive of age. Anyone in this building, God can use to put a God idea. Don't ignore it. Find a leader, find a pastor saying, hey, I need, what, what do I need to do to pursue this idea? To do Kingdom ideas, man, we need more of them in this world because they always result in fruit for the kingdom. And we need kingdom ideas and God ideas. So be open to what God is saying, but pursue it. Make the effort. Be faithful with that little idea, whatever it is, because you don't know what could happen, amen? Maybe you're a business person here. And you know that crazy idea that you have that you've been putting off? Let me tell you, let me tell you, that could turn into something that makes millions for the kingdom of God. To sow much, much finance into the work of the Lord because you pursued that one crazy idea, amen? Don't ignore it, pursue it, go after it, go after it. You know, Kerry and I were so um, blessed to watch um, the, the Providence thing last week that, that you know the video about the history of providence and what Karen and the team have done we were just we were watching it um later on in the day and it was such a blessing to us it was so we just honor you it's an incredible thing that you did but I was talking to Karen before the service and she totally agrees 10% inspiration 90% perspiration for that thing to have the impact providence to have the impact that it has for that many years for that many people over or many girls over that over those many 20 years I think you said something like that more that took a lot of effort those god ideas are hard work <laughs> you got to go after them but I'm telling you those hard work just like these guys trying to lift a, a paralyzed man onto the roof and I'm telling you they didn't have lifts in those days they had to get this guy up a ladder. They had to get him up. They had to put, get him. That was a lot of effort to get him up there to see the miracle of God happen. But I'm telling you, it takes a bit of crazy sometimes to get this, to see what God is going to do. The last thing, the third thing I see out of Luke 5 that will encourage us to step out and do crazy exploits for God is, uh, the last one is it takes faith. It takes faith. I love what it says in Luke chapter 5, verse 20. We read it earlier, but I'll read it again. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. What does it say there, when Jesus saw their faith? That really jumped out at me. He didn't see the faith of the paralyzed man laying on the mat. It didn't say when Jesus saw his faith of the guy on the mat. It says when he saw their faith. Now, it might have been that man, but it was also their faith up in the roof. Can you imagine the owner of that place sitting there and next minute the roof starts falling in and next minute the sun comes through it? Who's doing that to my house? It'd be crazy. But, you know, God did a miracle. But he saw their faith. And I think this is key to seeing our God ideas and our effort come together as a God moment is through our faith. Our faith. 
I love, I love this thought. He saw their faith. You know, there's something very powerful before I go on from this point of their faith, their faith. There is something powerful when a group of people, a church, come together in faith to move forward into what God's called them to do. If we all together, if you all together said we together with our faith are gonna pursue God's purposes and plans, the ministries, the things that God's called us to do, when we all step up and say it's our faith, it's not just the pastor's faith, not just Pastor Mark and Michelle or board or the leadership faith. No, it's our faith together. You know what we could do in this city? Holy moly. The amount of lives that would be touched if we all said, let's go. Let's go. You know, these four men, there could have been some, oh, come on, you know, leave him here. No, they all got up and got him on the roof and lowered him through. It was their faith that saw this miracle happen. Jesus said he saw their faith. It was their faith that changed it. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we live by faith, not by sight. We live by faith, not by sight. These men turned up at the house, saw a crowd, no way we could get in, but they did not give up. They took, did whatever it takes because they were driven. Their effort was built on their faith. Their effort was driven by their faith that they believed that God could do a miracle that day. God birthed ideas, no matter how crazy they seem, if we by faith have God, a go trusting God, even if we don't see it in the natural, even if we're not seeing it line up the way we think it should, if we pursue it by faith and step out, that's where miracles happen. So many times I think people give up on what God has for them and pursuing the effort of pursuing those crazy ideas and those God ideas because they don't, it doesn't look like it's working in the natural. They're looking around. But you know, I've discovered when if I have a God idea and I step out and put the effort in, I'm telling you, I'm a target for the enemy. People think, oh, if it's a God idea, it's all gonna just fall together. <laughs> it's not like that. You become a target. And that's why you need to, that's why people, many people give up pursuing their God ideas and what God's birthed in their heart because it, it gets too hard. The enemy will push back at you if you have a God idea. So don't, if, you, if you're stepping out and having something in God, like, you know, next week I'm gonna invite someone, I'm gonna bring someone, and then there's, you know, uh, issues or challenges to get them there, push through. Don't give up so easily. Don't give up. You know, we, we, some of you were part of the, or knew about the Franklin Graham. Remember we had Franklin Graham a few years ago. I was on staff for a couple of days a week helping them put that together. And there was a team of about eight of us that were organizing that. We had, what, nearly 9,000 people there at the basketball center. And it was incredible. You know, 600 decisions for Christ. But I'm telling you, the work and learning their, um, learning their system that they do about, you know, connecting with people. I think they call it the Matthew Project where they go and connect and pray and then, you know, invite them, have coffee and then organize to bring them. Their, their processes, the Billy Graham process, that's why they fill up stadiums. They go, they put the effort in, they push through, they work with the people, build that relationship to see God do something powerful because they have faith that God is gonna save people and minister to people. Our faith might be as small as a mustard seed, but as we make the effort to pursue that which we believe God has spoken to us, we will see miracles, amen? You band can join me. We're gonna close in prayer in a moment and worship God just one little bit because I feel like God's here to minister to people. And I really believe there's some ideas that are gonna flow here, some maybe crazy ideas, and we're gonna pray. So as we finish, let's remind ourselves, it just takes one, one idea. Don't ignore it. Is it God? I don't know if it's God. Just still pursue it. 
you'll learn something along the way. The ideas that I've pursued that aren't that have turned out not to be God, guess what? I've learned to hear the voice of God in that. Okay, that's not the voice of God. The ideas that I've pursued and that God's followed through and I've seen God's hand in it and God's blessing, guess what? That's God's idea. And I learned to understand the voice of God and how God directs and leads. God wants to do that in every single one of us. No matter how big the idea is or what it is, just initiate step and it only takes one of us to start a bushfire of faith and start something that could touch many lives. If we're all one of those ones, we would see revival happen, amen? It takes effort. Don't be afraid. Yes, you're gonna have some perspiration. Most of the pursuing God's purposes will take perspiration but have a go and be faithful with that even if it's a little keep on keeping on and remember it takes fact faith so don't look at the facts stay true to the truth of what God has put in your heart I want to wrap this up with one last verse and I'm believing for Easter 2022 in Life Church next week for this to become a reality I'm going to pray this over this services for next week in Luke 5:26 when this when these people this man was healed this is what resulted this is what happened let's read the verse everyone was amazed and gave praise to God they were filled with awe and said we have seen remarkable things today oh wow my prayer for Easter, for Life Church 2022, that this place will be filled. You'll be bringing people, they'll come along, and everyone who's in this place next week are going to be amazed. Amen? Should be every Sunday. But we are believing God that in Easter 2022, you are going to step back and go, I am amazed. And people are going to give praise to God. They'll all be filled with awe and say, We have seen remarkable things. My prayer is every Sunday that we walk out of the house of God seeing remarkable things, hearing remarkable things, being encouraged by the Holy Spirit to do remarkable things, amen? We want God to move and to touch lives. So I'm gonna pray. I've got some things I just wanna pray for and people that I wanna pray with. But just before we do that, as we come to close in prayer, if you're here this morning before we pray, I always do this and I, really, I think it's really important. Romans 10.9 says this, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Friend, if you're visiting here today, let me encourage you. What we're here about is not religion. It's about relationship with God. Peter shared it so well about his experience of encountering God. Jesus died and rose again so that you can have a relationship with God. Amen. And right there in that scripture, it says, if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and that He is Lord, giving my life to Him, surrendering my life to Him and believing that He came and died for me, the Bible says, I will be saved. And I don't know all of you here, but I'm praying that if there be anyone in this place that does not know Christ at this moment, when we stand and pray and worship in a moment, when we pray, you're sitting there going, God, I believe that you came and died for me. I surrender my life to you from this moment on. If you pray that prayer, I want you to, I don't leave without coming and shaking my hand at the end of this service. Come and say, Pastor, that was me. I, I prayed that prayer. I asked Jesus into my life. I, I just asked Him to forgive me. And I, I, just, I just prayed it. I, I prayed it with all my heart. I was sincere about it and God's touched my life. We wanna pray with you and talk to you at the end and help you move forward in what God has for you in your walk with God. 
And for the rest of us, I want to, as we pray, and we're going to worship just one last song, as we do that, I'm, I'm about to pray for God ideas to be birthed in this place. Some of them could be crazy, but I want you to open your heart to them. It could be as simple as, I want you to contact this person. You might have someone's name, someone's face just drop into your heart as we're praying. And I want you to pursue that. I want you to take that as a God moment where God has spoken to you to go, I'm gonna follow this person up. I'm gonna reach out to this person. I'm gonna bring, try to bring this person for next week. Maybe it could be a face, someone, something that's on your heart. Just let God speak to you. You know, I was feeling, as I was praying for this service, I just felt like there was someone here. There's a couple people. There's one that has a God that's had a God idea for many years. I saw you like here in a service when there was a guest speaker in the house. And you're just there and you're listening and worshiping or whatever. You're part of the service. And an idea came to you. It was quite a while ago. And you just have never pursued it. And then every so often it pops up again in your heart, in your mind, and you think about it. My encouragement to you is time to pursue it. That's a God idea. And God wants you to action it. God wants you to put effort towards it, to pursue it. Step out in faith and begin to talk to someone about it. Begin to pursue it. It might be a business idea or whatever it might be. I just feel like there's someone like that. And I do feel in the area of business. I feel like there's something in regards to a business idea that someone's had that that is a God thing and you're trying to get your head around it. And it doesn't in the natural make sense of what's going on. You've got this idea and you go, I don't know how to bring clarity to it. I just feel like God would encourage you when you step out and put effort to talk to people, start to even a business coach or someone and talk to it. It's going to bring clarity. God's going to put, you know, show you how you can make this thing happen. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing. Yes, it will be hard work, but it will be a blessing. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for everyone in this place. And Lord, in a moment as we stand and worship, I pray that there'll be a release of the anointing of the Holy Spirit over this place and that people will just experience those God ideas, those crazy things that maybe you're stirring our hearts to step out, to bring, to reach out to people, to fill this place for Easter. God, whatever it might be, God, I just thank you for an incredible move of your Spirit that you would stir people's hearts to freshness of ideas. Lord, those ones that have been dormant, that have been birthed of you, those seeds that are in there, that have been there for years, that have not been pursued, God, stir people's hearts towards it, I pray. In Jesus' name, God, give them the effort, the strength to step up, to step up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's stand. We're going to worship. As we stand, you know, I'm going to make, I'm going to hand it back to Pastor Mick. And as we're worshiping this last song, this is what I feel I want to do: is if you, if you are here and you know God's put an idea in your heart and something, and you just feel a bit anxious about it, or you're just fearful about it, whatever it could be, a big idea or something. Maybe it is inviting someone or bringing someone, and you're just like, I just feel I want to pray with you to encourage you. You know what encourage means? To put courage in. And I want to put courage, I believe the Holy Spirit, to stir courage, to put courage in you to pursue the God idea, to pursue that crazy idea, which could be a God idea, to step out. If that's you, I want to pray with you and believe God if you want prayer and you're stirred. And if you're praying that prayer as we were praying then and you're asking Jesus into your life, I want you to come. I want to pray with you as well. God bless you. Let's worship. And then I'll hand it back to Pastor Mick. Thank you, Lord. Maker, miracle worker, promise.
We live in crazy times and crazy times call for crazy things. I was just uh, transported back many years ago when I was first saved and just to jump in this little Datsun 1600 was a crazy thing because you never knew if it was going to get you there. But we used to load that vehicle up and bring people to church, get them to church and see the, see God just touch lives and, 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 and just save these people. You know, it was a crazy thing. But God moved. It was a God thing. So just as you go away this week, just apply that word. Just step out. Invite somebody along next week. Bring them out here to Easter Sunday. And uh, let's see what God can do.